This is a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service Insider Report. I'm Mario Munoz. If you follow the news in the Rio Grande Valley, you are no doubt already aware that Senator John Cornyn held a news conference and roundtable discussion with Valley elected officials and business leaders at the Port of Brownsville. Its insider report contains the full, unedited audio of the question-and-answer session with Senator John Cornyn and local reporters on September 16th at the Port of Brownsville. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for uh, being here. Uh, it's good to be back in the Valley and uh, here particularly at the Port of Brownsville where I've had the uh, privilege of hearing from a number of my constituents about uh, what's happening here at the port. The good news is things are going well. Uh, there's a lot of business, uh, but there are a lot of issues that we, we need to deal with uh, uh, as well. Obviously, we're still talking about a time during which uh, the, the virus, COVID-19, is present, which complicates everything. Uh, talking to uh, the local leadership, uh, they have asked very logical questions about why is it that uh, migrants are um, are waved into the country with uh, while uh, while uh, people who um, are uh, coming across to shop and to visit relatives and uh, for other purposes, legitimate purposes, are prevented from coming across because they're deemed non-essential. Uh, I think that's an arbitrary uh, arbitrary designation. I think we, what we need to do is encourage more people to do what I hope everybody listening will do, and that is to take advantage of the opportunity to, to get vaccinated. Uh, this virus is not going away. We need to uh, live our lives, but we need to do it smartly and uh, taking advantage of this incredible uh, vaccine, which uh, has, uh, has been developed in, in, uh, in a world record speed. But one of the dominant themes that I heard today is the uh, the great jobs that are being created require an educated workforce. And uh, of course, the educational institutions here in the Valley continue to do uh, tremendous work, even under, uh, under difficult circumstances with the virus present, both virtually and now increasingly in person, uh, providing the skills necessary for these world-class jobs that, that do exist. Finally, uh, I had a chance to go out to, um, to, to SpaceX this morning uh, with Judge Trevino, and uh, it is uh, amazing the kinds of things that are happening here in the Valley. I mean, really, it's almost like uh, science fiction. Uh, it is amazing to behold. Uh, the good news is that uh, I think about 75% of the workforce that uh, SpaceX is hiring are local, and uh, that's good for the community. Obviously, the suppliers and other uh, collateral businesses that do business with SpaceX uh, that is a uh, that's a, another great economic benefit and, uh, and to the valley, including uh, those who are looking for work. And so, uh, obviously, just from a larger perspective, the idea that uh, this uh, this frontier of space uh, is more and more available to uh, more and more people. That commercial enterprises like Blue Origins and SpaceX and others are are uh, launching people into low Earth orbit and that, uh, that what that means in terms of our uh, scientific uh, development and breakthroughs and just uh, what, it, uh, what it would mean to uh, settle a new frontier that has previously been unavailable to us is very exciting. Hopefully that will encourage our school children uh, as it did me when I was growing up uh, when we talked about landing a man on the moon. 
Um, it creates an inspiration for them to study in fields like science, technology, um, engineering, and, and math uh, to provide them the skills they need for these new high-paying jobs. So it's great to be here, and uh, I'm happy to answer a few questions. Senator Cornyn, I'll talk to you and Congressman Quayar about the fact that we have proposed not in the Trump administration, now in the Biden administration, let there be a trial here in Brown with the Matamorans. And the people of Matamorans were U.S. citizens and they had family on this side, and it really is truly the Twin Cities going back 150 years. So this trial would be just an opportunity for them to figure out the science. What can happen when we open this bridge, maybe come have them come over here, get inoculated in the downtown area of Brownville, and let that be the beginning of the opening of the bridges all the way here in California. All the citizens of the community, all the leadership I've talked to in this community are still supportive. Your support, will you have supported that also at this point? I'm having a trial, you reached out to New York, this is I have, and working with Paul Callan on some things, and, Rock, and also Ralph Callan. So where do you stand on that trial, proposing it to New York? Basically a pilot program. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it does make sense to look for a better solution than just uh, uh, turning back uh, legitimate uh, trade and, and, uh, and, and travel into the United States. Um, obviously, we want to make sure that we are uh, taking care of the public health. We're doing so safely. But particularly in the case of people who are, let's say, American citizens or who are legal permanent residents or who have a legal authority to travel across the border, maybe to come up with a targeted pilot program to vaccinate them, make the vaccine available to them so that we can, as I said earlier, better manage uh, the situation. Because right now, I think it's simply uh, is, uh, is, is unfair to ask local residents to bear the financial burdens, small businesses and the like, of restricting uh, legitimate trade and travel across the border when there are more targeted solutions that we ought to, uh, ought to try. So that's a message that I've heard here and uh, received, and I'll take back with me, and uh, we will uh, get to work on that. Thank you for your support. Senator, as someone who sits on the chair within international trade, one of the main uh, frustrations that was expressed by the first speaker, Judge Trevino, was frustrations that are going toward non-essential travel. And this is effectively, it's not as if it leaves this particular area's hands tied. Is there anything effectively that you are able to take back? Because you ended up saying this goes back to Washington. Whether we like it or not, you are effectively part of that. What sort of discussions could this actually lead to as a result for people right here? Well, unfortunately, I think all the signals that the Biden administration sent after the end of the previous administration was that the border was open and anybody who wanted to come to the United States could come. Uh, in other words, there was a lack of uh, deterrence or, or discouraging people from um, circumventing the rules to come to the country legally. Legal immigration has been one of the great assets of our country. Illegal immigration creates chaos and hardship and, uh, and danger uh, for the migrants and enriches criminal organizations that, uh, that uh, get rich, um, hiring, you know, paying, uh, getting paid to, to usher people into the country. Not to mention uh, the, 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 but the, the moving of illegal drugs from across the border into the United States that took the lives of about 90,000 Americans last year alone through drug overdoses. So I have worked with a colleague of mine from Arizona, Senator Sinema, uh, another border state senator, along with uh, Henry Cuellar from Laredo, Texas, and uh, Tony Gonzalez, 
who represents the 23rd Congressional District, we've introduced a bill called the Bipartisan Border Solutions Act, which would create a streamlined process where we could handle uh, the claims of people who are coming across the border who have legitimate claims of asylum and separate those from those who do not and get them in front of a judge who can make those decisions early rather than releasing people into the country never to hear from them again. Um, and so uh, unfortunately the Biden administration has been, not been interested in working with us to, on our bipartisan proposal and uh, frankly I think they uh, their guiding principle was whatever the previous administration did they were going to undo uh, without any alternative plan uh, to substitute in its place. So uh, we have not been able to get their attention yet. We're going to keep trying. Um, they do not understand uh, the border and the nature of the, of the challenges that you face here in the border on a daily basis. It is, a, it is an unmitigated blessing in terms of our relationship with our, our neighbor to the south, in terms of job creation and opportunities for both, uh, both countries. But we have to manage this uh, situation better in order to prevent the collateral damage, which is for a legitimate trade and travel, and to discriminate against them when, in fact, uh, we have migrants just pouring across the border by the thousand and overwhelming the capacity of our uh, federal agents to deal with them. Senator Carter, uh, on that same topic about the border, today it was announced that Governor Abbott or the closure of six ports of entry on the border? Has it been defined which ports of entry? Have you been briefed about it? And maybe also kind of get a comment from Mayor Riel and Judge Slavin on this, how it would affect the area, or just affect the border there? Well, my understanding is that the governor has surging additional uh, resources to, to the border to deal with circumstances like we're finding in Del Rio, where you have thousands of people gathered. About 90% of them are from Haiti, uh, they're not from Central America, they're not from Mexico, they're from Haiti. And they are taking advantage of the same um, gaps in our policy dealing with people who come across the border uh, seeking asylum. Uh, and they're seeking to exploit the same opportunities that the cartels and others are getting rich off of. This is a failure of policy making at the federal level and the administration simply needs to step up and send a clearer message and to be able to, dis to, to differentiate between legitimate trade and travel and people who simply refuse to follow the rules to come here as the law provides. So it's, it's a misimpression. If anybody's under the impression that the, that the ports of entry have been closed, that's not true. It would not be a good idea um, because these migrants could simply come between the ports of entry and which is much more dangerous to everybody involved. So uh, it's a breaking story, as you know. Uh, we're working with the governor's office to try to learn more about that, but obviously somebody has to do something. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the administration in Washington, D.C. has done nothing. Senator, back to the vaccine issue. We attended the meeting this morning where the uh, president of the index, Reynosa, the trade association for the Mekilas, he said Reynosa's the, they've got the best vaccination rates across the, along the border. 71,000 people were vaccinated last week and the comment was made that it's no longer a health issue that the bridges remain closed, it's now just politics. Yeah. Can you take that back to Washington? I will. I, I just think it's... Uh, the vaccine is the answer. 
uh, to managing this problem. Uh, I was at uh, Baylor Scott and White Hospital, major medical center in Dallas last week. Everybody in the ICU, the intensive care unit, who had COVID-19 was unvaccinated. So if you get vaccinated, you can more likely than not avoid going to the hospital and you are certainly not as likely to die from COVID-19. So it's a simple way, a safe way to protect you and your family and your loved ones and to let us let our lives get back to normal. I think, um, unfortunately, uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, contradictory advice given by the Center for Disease Control on everything from uh, masking to you name it. And I think people are somewhat skeptical of what they're hearing and who, they don't know who to trust. Uh, but my suggestion for anybody who, uh, who cares about my suggestion is to do what I advise my friends and family, everybody I care about is to get vaccinated and life will begin to get back to normal much quicker. Last question. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things that I heard uh, when we were in the other room was about uh, investing in education, investing for the future, that that was going to help with the continued growth and development of the economy. One of the things that I've noticed in every hospital, I recently was inside an ICU, um, you know, the shortage of nurses and staffing. And one of the comments, even with students who are currently in the medical field, you know, uh, the pay, being able to stay here and not go to other hospitals or not in the valley. What do you think about that? I mean, investing into medical STEM uh, degrees and careers, but then trying to retain students to stay here and work in the valley. What do you think that is going to you know, develop in the future as we continue through this pandemic? Well, the difference between the Rio Grande Valley, let's say 10 or 15 years ago, when I first went to the Senate, and what I see today is just like night and day. The opportunities for young people to study and to stay uh, here in the valley and to live their lives where they grew up uh, is really um, uh, limitless. Um, and they don't need to leave in order to get jobs or provide uh, for their family. Plus, you can see the, the workforce demands here from employers like SpaceX to all the various uh, companies that we heard from today who, whose number one concern right now is uh, how do we get the workforce that we need? And the only way to do that is to provide people access to training uh, so they can qualify for the new skills. It's not, it's not satisfactory to say, well, you know, you taught your reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, people need to le learn real world skills. For example, like the uh, welders I saw out working at SpaceX, uh, if you get certified in welding, you could probably get a job anywhere in the world including right here in the Rio Grande Valley, right here at, uh, at SpaceX, but literally anywhere in the world. So getting people uh, those sorts of skills requires a little cooperation. We can't force people to get them, but we can give them an opportunity. And I think that has to be one of our highest priorities when it comes to the economy and uh, allowing people to get good, good jobs and to pursue their dreams. Thanks. Senator, Senator, I actually have permission. I have one last question. Do you have permission for Murphy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Special, I don't know how much you had to pay her. I respect a lot of the people, the company, the businesses that are here. I want to be last. There were 15 different speakers today, and you know they all introduced very diverse set of problems. Uh, I don't know if you've done this, whether in areas like in Houston or Corpus Christi, but are these problems all sort of cut from the same cloth, and is there a 
singular thing in order to address it, if you say. Is there, I'm, I'm sorry, I lost the last part of your question. Is there a singular way in which all these areas can be addressed, assuming ports and ports, Christie and Houston, are sort of encountering the same sort of challenges? Well, you know, one of the great honors I have is to represent 29 million people in Texas. And Texas is the most diverse state in the nation. And we're the envy of not only the nation, but of the world in terms of the quality of life, in terms of the opportunities that we have. But we also here along the border have uh, a more complex uh, circumstance in, uh, that we do, let's say, in uh, the interior of the, of the country. And then to add on top of that, uh, the challenges of a, of a pandemic make things even more challenging. But I think there's two, two things I've come away with that, that I think I would say uh, are the clearest message. One is the importance of people getting vaccinated. And secondly, um, taking advantage of the world-class education that you can get right here in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, attending uh, one of these great institutions that you heard from today, and acquiring the skills that you need to be able to work at, uh, at uh, pioneering employers like SpaceX. It's very exciting. People don't have to leave home um, to get the skills or to get the job. They can stay right here and be part of their community they grew up in. This has been a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service Insider Report. The full, unedited audio of the question and answer session with Senator John Cornyn and local reporters on September 16th at the Port of Brownsville. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.